0: live in a basement studio of a suburban home in the midwestern heartland of america this is bored in the suburbs bored in the suburbs is proudly brought to you by baby cage for all your baby containment needs it's baby cage now made with real steel made by real americans no pussies but they sure do like to grab it and pound it if i start recording okay okay so you work there what are you doing i'm moving my stuff oh okay
1: <laughs> so it doesn't distract me oh no it was
0: we we both Cause... moved at the same i I, <laughs> I went to put on the headphones and you went to grabs and we had that moment like what is that person doing <laughs> so uh
1: no the add is is strong in this one
0: so well, that's all right <laughs> i loved your i loved your text on the way like the riddle in hasn't kicked in yet crazy face so we let, gotta wait for it. <laughs> so then, then okay. This is kind. Of, usually, I start with people introducing themselves, but I, we'll get back to that because, you know, ADHD. We gotta keep track pace with you. So okay, the caffeine has that kicked in. Not really. Okay, why take the Ritalin medication? Could you not take caffeine if you just didn't have the Ritalin medication? Would one, um, or is it a different type of?
1: It's a they're different stimulants. Okay. Uh, but well, like well before I was on an adequate dose of Ritalin, I supplemented with caffeine. Okay. And a lot of people with AD ADHD do.
0: Is Ritalin a stimulant? Yeah. Okay. I I don't know medically how that stuff works. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. Okay.
1: So it's closely related, but it's similar to like methamphetamine. Okay. It's just.
0: I I, I have known virgin. people who have used meth, and in my mind, there was this one bartender, and I remember sometimes we would go there, and she would, you'd be talking to her to try to take your order, and she would be doing this weird, mm-hmm. like, like wrist roll thing with her fingers, and sorting out, you know, like the chopped up lemons and the shit? Mm-hmm. She would sort them and count them, and put them back, and then, like, go to take your order, bring you back your beer, oh, and, like, start all that over. And I would, and I'm like, well, that's like
1: a whole new level of,
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I'm, I really think there's other things going on there. But someone's like, oh yeah, she loves her math, and I'm like, oh okay. I'm never doing yeah. math because that just seems like way too much of like, I don't know. I don't want to get my hands that sticky with lemon juice. Too much, just too much. Counting, too much counting. That's why I got into <laughs> art. I'm, I don't want to do math. I leave, I leave that for smart people.
1: Well, um, I think math people, it's like. Like riddling
0: on steroids, like where it's like over, yeah. Like they,
1: it pushes them over that that edge, right? Of sanity,
0: okay. I got and
1: organized to speed, and now I'm gonna ridiculously count stuff, <laughs> or whatever they do. Okay. They tend to like pick at themselves, and yeah, all sorts of crazy stuff.
0: Okay, cool. They're cool. a good time. Um, okay. so why don't we start a formal introduction? Let's just started this little podcast and uh, I think I have two people who listen to it. Um, my wife is one of them, so, hey. Um, <laughs> She's be not worth... biased. No, 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 not at all, but it'd be, it'd be really bad if, like, my wife didn't listen to it. That I mean, if I had... I mean, that's really bad. Um, this so, would okay, be an
1: interesting one for her.
0: It might... Yeah, yeah. The, the problem is she doesn't have an iPhone, and right now I just publish through my website or Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. so, but it's really... My master plan is to get people to go to my website for my art. I don't care if they use Apple Podcasts. Screw them. They're a big <laughs> enough corporation. Um, but anyways, so I usually have people introduce themselves. And here's the thing: um, you you don't even have to say who you really are if you don't want to. Oh,
1: I should um, have worn like a a wig or something. I could have been somebody completely different today. You
0: could. I got you know. There's there might be props down here in the basement if you want. Um, I was going to ask you to come dress like June Cleaver, but I, I asked like almost every woman who like hangs out with me at one point to do that because like, I just think that whole motif is really funny. But then someone's like, do you have like a fetish for June Cleaver? And I'm like, okay, I got to stop doing this because I can see why they think it's, it's, it's just funny, but like it has something to do with sexual. But I think it'd be funny if one day someone I knew showed up dressed like June Cleaver.
1: Well, especially being a suburban mom. I mean, that's...
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She is she is the suburban mom, June Cleaver. Pearls, high heels, white dress, vacuuming.
1: Yeah, what, that requires me to shave my legs and stuff, so, you know.
0: But yeah, it would be funny if you didn't shave your legs. Well, I just don't is not Is that a new movement? Because I know a lot of women who don't shave their legs.
1: No, I'm just lazy.
0: Okay, that's usually it, too. That's fine. I can imagine that. Yeah. i can i don't like shaving hence i have a beard um okay so what i <laughs> what i usually do this is, is
1: gonna be hilarious
0: I, I know but this is what I, this is what i like um it's usually people just introduce themselves like you don't have to you don't even have to give your full name if you don't want to because i don't know you might think about saying something um but if you're saying something that you don't want broadcast to the world i'll edit it out usually i don't edit these except for time you know, but um, I don't edit stuff out, but if you say like some night in the middle of the night of your third shift, you're like, I just said that, oh no, you know, yeah. I might charge charge you something for like that.
1: Editing fees?
0: Yeah. You know, I might blackmail you about like, yeah, so you
1: you can now. You know, I'm introduce pretty open book.
0: who so, you are.
1: Um, I'm Becky. I've been Sean's wife's friend for longer than I'd like to admit. What else? Oh, I'm an ICU nurse for 11 years.
0: You're an IC nurse? ICU. Oh, ICU. Yeah,
1: so all the critical patients. I've worked at outrageously large facilities and small suburban communities, uh, both here in Cincinnati and in Denver, Colorado. So.
0: Okay, yeah. So I have a,
1: like in that hospital, it was like a bougie, like super bougie. Which one? In Denver. <gasps> It was, yeah.
0: I'd been to Denver once. It's nice. It It's super dry. I was walking around and my eyes felt bloodshot and they were. And I'm like, people think I'm just here getting high. And I'm like, it's just dry here. <laughs> like, sure, I mean, it's, it's like. It's
1: unreal dry there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I had a friend who used to live in LA and and he was from Buffalo. And the one they were talking, he's like, you don't understand. Cause I'm like, what's it like when it's like hot all the time there? He's like. It, it's not, it's like, he's like, it's hot, but not like here. He's like, when it's like 90 here in Buffalo, it's humid 90 there. It's dry. So you go outside, you feel heat, but it's not on you. And he's like, he told me the story about when they would come home, they would get off the plane and be like, like water hits them. And I'm like, what? And it's true because mm-hmm. we came back from Denver and it was a like a typical Southeast Ohio, rainy, drizzly kind of fall day. And it was just, I felt wet.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah like it's like insta sweat here like if it's 90 degrees here it's not tolerable no outside yeah denver 90 degrees you're like okay let's go for a walk because it's just not everything evaporates right
0: off yeah yeah it's
1: and the same with vegas i've been in vegas when it was like 114 degrees don't get me wrong it is freaking hot it's unreal hot but you're not just drenched in sweat because of humidity yeah it's just different
0: yeah, it's just different. They if, have, if it
1: was one fifteen here, I'd probably just hole up in the basement. Yeah, that's that's
0: that's why I do this here in the basement. I sometimes I stare out that window, shake my fist <laughs> at um, the random cars driving yeah. by. Uh, they can't see me because mm. um, that and they have weed in, in, in Denver. Have you, did you ever go? Was it legal when you lived there? It was not legal for recreational use yet. Okay, it was
1: still medicinal only. I le- I lived there from uh 2012 to 2013. Okay. Wait, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I was there for a year. Yeah. But my mom lives there so I go there a lot.
0: Um do you ever go into a dispensary? No. I did. I went just to be like, okay, what what is this all about, right? Mm-hmm. It's weird because of how like boring it is. Cuz I'm like expecting it to be like, you know, I don't know like a fish concert going on in there and it's like you go down it the store literally was sandwiched between a like a seven eleven and a Denver souvenir shop. There's this big entrance you went down these stairs and
1: Was it more towards downtown?
0: Right over by the conference center, but like they had the uh I think it was like sixth street or something, but they had that free transportation shuttle. Yeah, the sixteenth Street Mall. Yeah, it yeah. was like right towards the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, go in there and this guy's like, Oh yeah, you know, he's like Uh, Two things. I need to see your ID, and it's cash only. And I'm like, well, I'm here visiting from Ohio. Can I buy anything? Because I'm like, I don't know what this is about. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, just don't take it with you. I'm like, all right. So you walk in, and it's just like people, and there's just like this center thing. But on the on the outskirts, there's all this stuff. And at first, you're like, ooh, and you can like sniff like different Mm -hmm. types of weed, and they have like, but after a while, like I have no idea what any of this stuff is, and I'm like. I want to ask someone, but everyone there who's working there looked pissed off and miserable, and I'm like, mm. "You guys work at a weed store, but it's it's because it's a normal job, it's just a regular business, yeah, yeah, yeah." But it was just funny seeing the people. I think after a while they thought I was just a weirdo because um, I'm walking around in like a sweatpants and sweatshirt and bloodshot eyes, and I'm this big like, Looking I look I, I look like a weirdo, you know. <laughs> and but it was funny because at one point. I'm looking at the line, and I see, like, people who you would say, like, okay, you know, I, I can see those people smoking weed, and then all of a sudden, there's this dude who looks like he's the physical embodiment of the Republican Party, this older white guy, briefcase, three-piece suit, and he's just, like, in line, just, like, looking at his watch, and like mm-hmm. I'm like, the man's got a watch on he's looking at like oh i gotta buy my weed and get going
1: he cares about time yeah most potheads you would never think exactly they don't give a shit about time (laughs) but
0: no one gave him a second look and he didn't seem uncomfortable being there and i'm like you know because here in ohio they're talking about medical marijuana eventually it's going to be recreational and i think it's just going to be nationwide um I find it funny because some of that stuff I can totally understand why I can understand why parents would be concerned because some of this stuff does look like candy mm-hmm. or like the edibles. Oh yeah, I mean the brownies or rice Krispie
1: treats or whatever. Yeah,
0: it looks like normal food. It smells a little funny, but kids eat weird stuff all the time. All the like all baby food smells weird, but they eat it. But I can yeah, but it was just funny like that experience because I was like, well, should I buy something just so I don't seem like a weirdo? But I was like, nah. What am I going to do? Like, take, like, you know, so anyways, but It's, it's
1: different. And there's provisions. Like when I was there, there was provisions in the law, like that, um, people that work like public servants. So like police officers, um, firefighters, medics, teachers, nurses, doctors, like they were still not allowed to use medicinal marijuana. Like we were excluded from the law.
0: Oh Yeah.
1: Okay. And Ohio's law has provisions as well that your employer can still say, even if it's medicinal, because they because pot's one of those weird things. I mean, you hold on to it for so long, they they can't tell if you're actively high, like right now. Yeah. Like they can tell if I'm actively drunk
0: at work. Yeah. They
1: can't tell if I just smoked pot thirty minutes ago or if I smoked pot three days ago. It's hard for them to tell that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: because it all depends on your body fat content, yeah. and, you know, and all this other stuff. And so, um, I think that's what limits a lot of people if they were, you know, to want to use medicinal marijuana or, you know, or whatever. I mean, my mom had a boss at work that was, you know, a senior vice president and, um, they lived in San, he, it's when she lived in San Fran and he was all over medicinal marijuana Yeah, and he was, he was not a Republican yeah i wouldn't think just knowing him i wouldn't think that he's a republican but he might surprise me but here's this guy that brings in half a million dollars a year and and smokes pot like with the best of them
0: yeah so yeah Yeah, marijuana is a weird thing because i think um the number of people who are into it it's not just like hippies anymore uh because like family's very conservative they have neighbors who smoke weed and like they're fine with it she has like like family members who they smoke weed and they're super conservative because they're like don't t- government shouldn't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's just yeah, it's just one of those things. It's it's a it's a funny thing but uh yeah.
1: When it's it's funny like you know here in 2019 the people are still like pot's a gateway drug. And I was like pot is not like any other like street drug. It's pot. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's it, it's not cocaine, it's not heroin, it's not meth. Like there's nothing like when you start stepping up your pot game, you're not gonna go like, "Oh, I need heroin." It's yeah, you just smoke more pot.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like I've 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 had a lot of friends who smoked like pot. Um, not, the the big thing that that really screwed up the uh, two of them was um opioids. Mm-hmm. But like they one one guy, you know he um he legitimately he suffered an injury on a on his job, and then you know some things happened afterwards. Um, but yeah, but that kind of, yeah. that, that screwed him up.
1: It's not like pot wasn't enough. So then he was like, oh, he,
0: yeah, he happened to be a pot smoker that got injured. Yeah. And I don't even think he smoked weed all that much. Um, but I think he did occasionally, but mm-hmm. I've known people who would get out of their job, get in their car, smoke weed all the way home, get out, smoke weed at home, go to sleep, wake up, smoke weed, go to work. And they, they held down a job and they were good at their job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean,
1: if you if you can function and you're not like endangering me when you're on the road, yeah, I don't give a shit. Now, if I smoke pot, I'm going to bed. Yeah, so I would not be a functioning pothead.
0: Yeah, I I didn't like the fact that like that they smoked in while they were driving, but that's not here nor there because like, um, but uh, yeah. I mean, so I, I smoke
1: I, cigarettes I, while I'm driving. Does that count? I mean, it's a no. pretty big distraction. Because what if I like miss the window? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why? I used rude. no. I know what you mean <laughs> because I, 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 used to, I used to like smoke a, a bunch when I was younger, and I've had it where the cigarette comes back and like lands on you.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's a fire in your crotch or behind yeah. your back. Yes. That's the best one, and it's stuck between your back and the seat.
0: Yeah. Or like all of a sudden you're driving. And you're like, why do I smell smoke? And it's not cigarette smoke. And you haven't smoked a cigarette for a while and you have to find because there's a fire somewhere in your car. <laughs>
1: yeah. Usually yeah. the back seat, like it flew back in the window yeah. in the back. Yeah. And you're like, shit.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe. Um, have you lived in the suburbs your whole life or a version of them?
1: Uh, Probably, I don't know, 90% of it. I lived in Clifton for okay. six years. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I lived in like Westwood, which is a Oops. little, so the west side of Cincinnati, a mile and a half from city center.
0: Okay. All right. Just to the west. Isn't it terrible? Like I've lived here for like three years and I still do not know how to get anywhere.
1: That's okay. Well,
0: I, I do, but I just don't, I know how to go certain places, but like.
1: That's why God invented Google Maps.
0: Yeah. I just don't leave. I'm going to slowly become a hermit. That's okay. Yeah. I
1: expected these things out of you.
0: Yeah, good. <laughs> <Can> you say, <laughs> you're meeting expectations yeah. here. I, my, I, I'm telling you, if I ever win the lottery, I'm gonna start buying up properties around this place. So you can and, have goats. Yeah, well, goats. But like one day, you might look out your back window and like your neighbor will be me because I've like annexed so much of the territory, you know. And then That's I'll put up my is. own wall.
1: I know you, you're just waiting for that lady to croak next door.
0: Yeah, but the the problem with that is, um, the the way they they view the value of that property they got it was once assessed in like 2006 or 2007 right before the bubble broke and they still think it's worth that it might be but i i don't think so because at one point me and bridget had like talked to a realtor and like without them having access to the mm-hmm. property because um, they think it's like a million dollar property and the woman's like no they need to have like five times as much land and the land and it also depends on where the land is and stuff so
1: yeah I mean the that property I mean because they couldn't really develop it the only thing they'd be able to do is extend my street
0: yeah and build maybe three more houses it depends on, on like how big the house is and the way the lots were but I think if they did that they might actually have to also put a pond in because your development was built before the uh you know why there's ponds everywhere yeah yeah they might have to actually put a pond in there because it's built after that law about like um, the stormwater, and that would take up a bunch of that land. Because, it, or also, it would just tie into the existing um, stream or creek that goes through my uh, backyard here. And I think that would they couldn't do that because it would actually really uh, contribute to degradation of the water quality. Yeah. So.
1: Well, um, our whole subdivision. And those listening, uh, Sean and I are neighbors. I live in the backyard, his backyard, but I'm in a subdivision.
0: Yeah,
1: um, our whole subdivision is built on a creek bed. My house and my neighbor's house to my left actually straddle where the original creek was, and so everybody's foundations have fallen because yeah. nobody gave any shits about how yeah how the water was going to move. You know, and, I mean, and, and you take something where the water's been moving like that for thousands of years. And yeah. now all of a sudden you alter that. And we have a big like storm drain thing in our backyard. Yeah. I've
0: seen it. Yeah. Like but, a, a kid could disappear in it,
1: but it's not a French. Yeah. No, dude, it looks like something from it. Yeah. Like it's creepy as fuck. Like yeah. I like don't go back there because I'm afraid that there's going to be like a red balloon or something uh-huh. back there. Yeah. So, um, but the storm drain itself isn't French drains and the yeah. storm drain like thing is like, a good seven inches above land, because all yeah. the land has sunk, yeah, so I'm like, how is the water supposed to even get in here? It's not a French drain, it's not, yeah, like they did it so inappropriately in in the the neighborhood was started I think in eighty two and finished in eighty seven yeah, and they they just gave no shits, they just hurried up and put some li some houses on this property,
0: yeah, they wanted to get their money and get out um a friend of mine uh from you see, his wife graduated from um, University of Cincinnati. Uh, she got her master's in planning, and you know, because like my podcast is an is an extension of my my master's uh, work, and she was really interested in my work because she was interested in planning, and we were talking, and she's like, "Yeah," she's like, housing developers are they." They view the world as, as if it's the 1960s. The way they mm-hmm. develop properties, because there's no reason for them not to. They they buy land real cheap, slap a bunch of houses up, turn them over real quick, and move on. Mm-hmm. And then you have things like people who move in and like 20, 30 years later, their the houses are, are is yeah, sweat. yeah. And but who are you going after? Matter of fact, the one day I was outside working in the garden and. Uh, I see this guy walking in their, my, my back, and I'm like, "What the hell?" So, like, I, I walk over to him carrying a, a, a pitchfork. I'm like, "Yeah, hey, can I help you?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, like, you know, this creek that runs in the back of our property." I'm like, "Yeah, but why are you over here? Because like, you, I'm <laughs> why like, are you on my side of the creek?" Yeah, because he he walked across. Uh, oh, is
1: it the guy with the bigger house, with um, that, the with the pool?
0: No, it's the guy next to him. That guy with the the pool. He uh, they they're not very friendly. I've waved to them and they don't wave They're back. They're
1: friendly at Halloween. They leave, they have the big candy bars.
0: Yeah, I don't think the people <laughs> on that behind us like anyone on this side, because they think that everything, all the drainage problem with their properties, is because of these houses that were built forty years before their houses. Yeah. Like, dude, like this house was here for forty years before your houses, and we don't have any problems with our foundation, like because when they built it. Like the flood, they
1: just built it into the existing land. Yeah, they didn't alter. They didn't level a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah, for our house to flood because of the creek, the creek would actually have to, well, it couldn't because it would have to back up all like, it it would have it it, especially
1: because you guys start going uphill.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are. I I, if you look at a topographical map, I think we're. I'm right now where we're sitting is 15 feet above the bottom of the creek. It doesn't seem that way, but we are, even though we're in the basement. Yeah. Um, But yeah. But your basement's
1: not like submerged only on half the house. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. Um, But anyways, um, but yeah, but she said that like, um, that's what they do. But one day you might, you might see me popping up out of that storm drain. On the
1: other, on the other side of the (laughs)
0: creek. Yeah. Well, because that's that, the creek, that storm drain goes right into the creek in my backyard. I'll send a red balloon. Oh, don't. I get I get enough garbage out of there. The one day there was a whole like chunk of siding, and I was like, "What?" That might
1: How-? be my neighbor's siding. They had several pieces go flying.
0: Yeah, this was like a couple years ago after a storm. There was like siding. I've yeah, I've uh, yeah, like garbage, but like every so often, interesting stuff pops up. Like uh, I was down there like trying to fix the erosion, and uh, I found an old cream jar like glass cream jar like this eight ounce thing but like but it was buried in the muck in the bottom i'm like where did this come from did bridget ever tell you the time when we were planting some bushes in the back and like me and her were digging and uh i like women's jewelry started popping up that's hilarious yeah and then like a a, a compact old time mirror compact and some of the stuff was still kind of like in there and i'm like all right one or two things is gonna happen. We're not going to find, you know, like, we're just going to keep going. We're not going to find anything. Or we're going to find a a freaking skull. Like, some old lady years ago died and the husband just buried her. Um, We didn't find anything else. We kept going. But I talked to the neighbor, his son, about it. And he's like, oh, he's like, what? Because back in the day, these houses were on, like, this house here was, like, on the edge of nothing except farmland. Yeah. And he said people just would burn their garbage. And he's that's where everyone burned their garbage in that area there. So he's like, it's probably just garbage. Because, like, they had nothing to do with it. But... uh,
1: Yeah, because, I mean, there was no trash collection. There wasn't... I mean, this was all just farmland down here. And I don't know. I mean, Cincinnati, it's probably so different because I've lived here for so long. Yeah. But the history here is so cool. Like, I mean, you'd probably really love to, like, go run around some of like the older parts of cincinnati yeah and it but it's so sad because some of these these houses like over in westwood where i lived for a long time they're these huge sprawling you know 1910 1920s mansions and they're an absolute disrepair yeah like things that the historical society would probably be able to annex in yeah to protect it yeah but it, it's it's pointless I mean, and these houses go for like a hundred fifty thousand dollars, and and they're the six, the, seven thousand square feet. I mean, they're massive. Yeah. I mean, like just the stuff that's in them, like the wood flooring and all that stuff, is well worth what more than what the house is actually on the market for. It's yeah. Amazing.
0: Yeah, it's it's. I think like the loss of history is like one of the one of those qualities about the suburbs, like. People don't know what was here. Mm-mm. So, you know, but on the other side of the street we live on, you know why that's called, uh, I forgot, it has something to do with horses? The one day I was talking to the the, the same son of the neighbor. He said, yeah, there was a horse farm there. <laughs> so that's why it's called that, because it used to just be a mm-hmm. horse farm. And he's like, the guy held on to his property, and then one day he's like, I'm out. And they just put in the, the whole subdivision. But it's like, I wonder how many peop- like, people there know that's why it's called that. Because like, subdivisions are called... Just things like yeah. green meadows, apple blossom drive, or
1: well, I mean, no different than me you knowing that the you know my street's Bear Creek, and that it was Bear Creek yeah. that literally came through it.
0: Yeah,
1: um, it's funny that like the main street is called Stillwind because we live in High Point, right? Yeah. This little part of Cincinnati is called High Point, so it used to be the highest point in Butler County,
0: Hamilton County.
1: It's actually Butler, really, yeah, until. Uh, Rumpke, well, it's like, it's actually kind of both, but, um, Butler County, the highest point now is Westchester Hospital. Okay. Because they developed the land to grade it
0: higher. Oh, okay. Um, cause I know the Rumkey dump, like the, the Rumpke it mountain. It's actually
1: the highest point in Cincinnati. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? A it's garbage a
1: man, dump. A man created mountain.
0: Of garbage, of man's.
1: Yeah, you should go by there at, like, 5 a.m. The smell is awesome. Andy, my husband actually grew up right next to that. Like, really? that's in Colerain Township. So. Okay. So, my mom works in insurance, and she actually went to Rumpke to, like, do a ride-along to, like, see what their risks were for insurance and stuff. Yeah. And, I, and so, she rode along on the garbage truck, and I was like, go, mom. But she said, like, they try so hard. But they have, like, a, like a population of seagulls that lives there.
0: Yeah. It's really strange. It's a well, strange little place. I'll, okay, it's funny you mentioned seagulls. Like one of the things I noticed after a while, like you ever like you, you notice something, but without, without consciously knowing mm-hmm. what you've noticed, it's a lack of seagulls. Because in Buffalo, there's seagulls everywhere, because of the the, the lakes and and, mm-hmm. and the Niagara River. I can't remember the last time I saw a seagull.
1: Go to Coleraine.
0: Okay, I mean like just
1: like the. But there shouldn't really be seagulls here. Right. Because we don't have, like, this massive body of water. We have yeah. a moving river. Yeah, but
0: they seagulls... don't like moving water no. like that. Um,
1: um, I mean, but we don't have any big lakes. You know, I mean, if yeah. you go to Chicago, there's tons of seagulls out yeah. there. I mean, here we have flying rats, a.k.a. pigeons.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Um, I like. Don't you like the, the, the pigeon poop mountains underneath oh, the, the underneath 71 the overpass? God. Yeah, I love them.
1: My husband, like, rolls his windows up on per like, because he, yeah. he thinks pigeons are... You know, like flying rats full of the plague.
0: Uh, they probably are. They probably are. I mean, they're tough. They're tough animals. They, and they... there's
1: cultures that eat them.
0: Here's the funny thing. Um, at one point, the United States ate more squab, which is pigeon, than chicken. And you, you know, like the uh, the passenger pigeon? Mm-hmm. The reason it went extinct is because people ate it to death. And but people you see, that used to be the most... Consumed meat in America was pigeon.
1: When Cincinnati um, had such a pigeon problem downtown, like in the late '80s, early '90s, like I distinctly remember this because my mom worked downtown. Yeah. And the city brought in several hawks. Okay. To try to force them to live in the city and eat the pigeons. Yeah. But they're hawks and they can fly. <laughs> they can... So that was that was a mist. Yeah. When the hawks aren't going to come down to metropolis to hunt for food when all with all these people i mean you know thousands and thousands of people walking around the street every day a hawk's not going to like swoop in and eat the pigeon were they hawks or peregrine falcons i don't
0: know because new New york city has peregrine falcons and like when they because at one point they were endangered and they introduced them to new york for a similar thing and Mm -hmm. people like this is crazy for the rats and the but they actually now they're it's one of their strongholds Mm -hmm. because Peregrine falcons, like, they like to live in canyons, and, like, big cities are just nothing but canyons and pigeons. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, like...
1: It probably works out better in New York City, because their metropolis sprawls. Right. So far, it, they would have to have to fly 20, 30 miles to get to, yeah,
0: you know, exactly. out, the
1: outskirts. Whereas here, said falcon or hawk is going to have to fly, like, 16 feet Yeah, and to and, get to a wooded area that's yeah. a little bit easier for them to hunt without people.
0: Yeah. And Cincinnati definitely has way more wooded tree. It's like, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's a weird city. The rolling Hills. The, yeah. It's like, because they're like these steep areas where like you can't develop. So it's just covered in trees. Mm-hmm. So like if you see Cincinnati from like a distance, like in the cut in the hill, looks like it just kind of popped out of the forest, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not it's just like, that's those super steep areas that no one can build on.
1: When well, it's, it's cool. Like, when you grow up here and you're used to seeing these rolling hills full of these huge trees
0: even yeah.
1: even in the more densely populated areas, there's still tons of greenery. Yeah, right? There's tons of, of real old trees. And then you go to Denver. Yeah. And it's flat and all you see for miles is houses. Yeah. And streets. Like it's just and they're so they're packed so tightly. Like an urban planner probably like has a heart attack looking at Denver because yeah. it grew so fast that nobody, it, it's awful. Are you and talking don't about like have, the
0: city proper or the outskirts? No outskirts. Okay,
1: but it's it's just houses and houses and houses yeah. and houses as far as you can see, and it's flat. So I mean, there's it's it's amazing. There's nothing
0: that restricts the the building. No, and
1: and the other problem in Denver is that, or in the West in general, is that it's more pine trees than deciduous trees with yeah. leaves that absorb sound. Yeah. So it's very noisy in suburban Denver.
0: Really? Very noisy. Okay.
1: Cuz there's just not as much that absorbs that sound.
0: And there and everything it's flat so like sound can travel further and cuz you know you guys live on
1: this like some it's not a busy street but it's it it 18
0: wheelers go down it. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's not that noisy.
0: No, and and yeah, no, that's a good point. I've never really thought of that because from one end of the property to another like there's like a 20 foot drop it, it's just like it's very gentle but then like the house behind us the guy with the pool he, it's like he's on a little, little hill and then like if you look that way that, that there's a hill that way mm-hmm. we're like yeah it's You're i in never this little
1: valley but it isolates the sound really well the hills isolate yeah. a
0: lot of the noise and because we're lower than other places around us the thing that one of the thing well the thing that tar- the Natural thing that terrifies me the most is less likely to hit this house, tornadoes, because the higher you are, the more exposed you are. Yeah. Um, that's what I tell myself whenever.
1: There's a tornado warning.
0: Yeah, I'm in I mean, this, this basement. Is,
1: I mean, you got a pretty steady, uh, steady basement, but you got, you guys got a lot of shit down here, dude. You got flying objects that would just. Do you guys get? Did you guys get tornadoes in Buffalo? Is that a thing? No, no,
0: it's not. It's and here's a funny story. So when uh, Bridget's family was visiting us, um, you know the the tornado siren mm-hmm. here back in Buffalo, and they use that for volunteer to call volunteer firefighters. So it's going off. I didn't think anything of it.
1: That's hilarious. Bridget's
0: sister is losing her mind.
1: Well, that's
0: and I'm like, I'm like, what is your problem? You know, and she's like, no, nah, no, nah, there's a tornado. I'm like, No, we don't get tornadoes here. It's
1: more high winds than Yes, it's high winds, but activity. because of
0: the, the lake diffuses a lot of that kind of stuff. And she's losing her mind, and I'm like, I'm telling you, it's not a tornado siren.
1: We had a massive tornado come out here in 1997, in April of 1997. It was right, or no, sorry, 1999. It was right before, I lived in Florida for a couple of years. That was a whole other ballgame. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay, so Sean, I've moved 17 times in my life, and I'm 35.
0: That's insane. I am, a, I am
1: a master packer. Master. That's moving insane. level expert right That's here. That's like
0: your average in every other year moving. Yeah. I moved a lot. You must have moved like a couple times in one year. Mm-hmm. There was. Uh, Who are you wanted by? I don't know. Come on! I
1: mean, I'm fingerprinted for work and stuff. I'm a nurse. Nah, no, no, nah, like... nah, I'm
0: not talking about
1: who, who's that <laughs> cartel? Yeah. Um, I wish that would make my life more interesting because it's pretty freaking. Are you boring. gonna show
0: up at the at the back door one day as a refugee with my hoodie? Yeah, running through the fields next to us with like <laughs> my your, hoodie
1: your... and my mom sweats. <laughs> yeah, your, your
0: your daughter under your arm and
1: like here I go. Yeah, right. She's so loud. I would never be able to escape with that kid. Yeah. She's a small, more boisterous
0: version of myself. Use her as a distraction shaker and thrower and run.
1: Be like, go bite all their ankles. Go. Yeah. <laughs> go,
0: go, go. So, okay, so you list 17 places in your 35 years on this earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you list them all yeah. easily?
1: Uh, pretty quickly.
0: Can you, okay, do it. Let's hear it.
1: Okay, so I was born in Chicago, in a suburb of Chicago Okay, in Wheaton, Illinois. When I was three years old, we moved to Cincinnati. We lived in... Um, a little one bedroom apartment. My mom slept on the couch and gave me the bedroom. My mom had me in high school. So,
0: right, right.
1: Um, after that, we moved to Dinah Terrace in Cheviot. After that, we moved to Highland Heights, Kentucky. After that, we moved to Florida. After that, we moved to Loveland. So now we're in high school. So not much before I was an adult. Right. After Loveland, after I graduated there, I went to University of Kansas drank too much had to come back moved to Westwood from Westwood I moved to Clifton moved in Clifton once from there I moved back to Northern Kentucky then I moved to Colerain then I moved to Denver at my mom's and then I moved out and had my own place I moved back to Andy's because Andy proposed So, I moved into Andy's condo. We were there three months, and then we rented a townhouse in Montgomery for the school district for Bella. Right. That was a nine month lease. So, then we just had to pack right back up. Yeah. And we bought this house. Wow. And so, we've been at this house for almost five years.
0: That is crazy.
1: But I am pretty quick with it. Yeah. I'm very clear about how, where, where, and when. Now, if you ask me like specific addresses, uh, it's a little. I can't, I, when I sign into like my payroll thing, if yeah. I forget my password, it's like creeper, like stalker, you know, code five or, you know, stage five. Cause they're like, have you lived at any of these addresses? And I'm like, I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so, but it comes up with addresses from like high school.
0: Huh. I'm like,
1: how did you know that I lived in Bradenton, Florida? It's, it's weird. Huh. Or, like, they'll come up with my work road ad- address from, you know, when I was 18 years old. Like, well before...
0: The system. I'm telling you the system. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: I but... mean, I, I guess I filed taxes in all of those places. Which is how it probably knows.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I but... either... My dream is either to go be completely off the grid so, like, no one can look me up. Or I want to be part of the the conspiracy government. I'd have great ideas for conspiracies.
1: I've actually thought about joining think tanks.
0: Really? Yeah, I heard you're real smart. Sometimes. I've been I've been told you I've been told that you are.
1: Yeah, but I don't use it.
0: Yeah, that's what I've been also told. Yeah, yeah, I can I can I can believe it. You're mm-hmm. an interesting person.
1: I have weird idea. I don't know. Bridget's been around, what do you mean? and Bridget's like this. Like, Why are you change the
0: subject to my wife? You were no, about no. to say something. No,
1: she's so smart, but she uses it right because she's like ridiculously motivated, and so growing she's up, she's hardworking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. here's my best friend. That's like uh, you know accomplished. Ridiculous amounts of education and actually like did something with herself. Yeah. And then here's Becky who like didn't get into pharmacy school because I didn't give any fucks. And instead I became a nurse. But I actually love nursing. Yeah.
0: But that's a problem though with people who are um, creative and have or are smart because they get bored and they and so they say fuck it.
1: Yeah. If I'm not challenged, I mean, I've been working on my master's degree for forever because writing a paper about foundations of adult education. Does not challenge me. Yeah. Now, trying to develop and be creative and, and do all the instructional design pieces, oh, I'm all over it. Yeah. But sitting here writing a paper about some adult learning theory, I ah, fuck it. I, yeah. And, and so it's not challenging. Because I read it, I get it, move on. There's no, like, they don't, so I'm not, like, challenged, so I have no desire to sit down and actually do it.
0: Yeah, pedagogy is a boring subject. From For my degree, I did I had to take a class, and like the woman who taught it was wonderful, and she's she loves pedagogical studies. Yeah, um,
1: and nobody's changed them since like the '60s. And yeah. I'm like, somebody needs to probably look at that.
0: Yeah, and things it, it are is, a little different. It is, and there's lots of like um, European influences. There's not as many, but I think it's just because like in the United States, it's we're we're still stuck. In like post world war ii in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and i mean think about it like even our we want the united states wants to be in the n- 1950s again if i built a time machine i would go to the 1950s as a white man that would be the place for me to go i mean and that's part of like the reason I, I i'm interested in the suburbs because like growing up you know growing up in like a, a single parent house and i lived like 10 minute walk to the edge of the city and there's a the suburbs That just seemed like a wonderful place. But I was obsessed with, like, 1950s, even, like, the movies. June Cleaver. Yeah, exactly, June Cleaver. Like, it's, maybe I do have a weird, like, fetish about June Cleaver, but it's like, my mother was always working. She was not the, she could not be the typical mother, um, just because she had to work.
1: Yeah, it's a single-parent household. Yeah. I
0: mean, I I get it. My mom worked. People who don't grow up in a single-parent household don't understand that we and it, and you also you also have a weird relation with that parent, because the parent has to start at a very su- earlier age, have to start to say you are an independent.
1: They have to let you go. Yeah, yeah. You have to do shit. And I think your case was a little bit more extreme yeah. than mine. Yeah, because yeah. my great grandma watched me a lot.
0: Yeah, we. I, so I'll be. I After my dad died, like before he died, I knew of one relative. My mother's half sister. Um, after he died, my father's family started like coming into it. I didn't know these people existed,
1: right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, did I ever tell you about the, the story about my my uncle? Who? Let me tell you, so I didn't know he existed after, until after my dad died. The first time I saw him, I burst into tears because he looked just like my father, to the point where he had to take us to something at our school, and. People were coming up to him saying like, oh my God, someone, we were told you died. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not, I'm no. And they were like, I think they were like five or six years apart. They weren't twins, but like they looked that much alike.
1: And I've been lucky enough that my mom, my mom's one of seven and we lived with my grandma until I was three. Yeah. And so I've always, and my mom's the second oldest and the youngest was only six when I was born. So I've got like these five Uncles that are really like big brothers, yeah, and so it's it's just been different, and obviously, once we moved back to Cincinnati, then, then I had my great grandma and she would take me to like go play cards with her friends or whatever yeah because whatever your was mom up. was
0: young when she had you, yeah, because so. I
1: mean she was she was senior in high school, yeah, and so she was she's never been to college. she started in the mail room, yeah, at yeah. the company she works at, and she has worked her way up and is now a senior vice president.
0: Yeah, I met your mother. I know at least once, but probably twice. Was
1: she at our my wedding? She did come to your wedding. Actually. She was at your
0: wedding. I yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. She, I
1: think she was at my wedding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, your wedding. But was... no, she did come to your wedding. She didn't go to the reception. Okay. But she happened to be in town, so she. I was like, come on, yeah, let's go. Yeah. So she did.
0: Yeah, interesting lady. Yeah, she is. It's very
1: like she's just got story. She's probably a good one too. Yeah, I I think I have to start. Corporate deceit.
0: Yes. She'd probably be a good one for corporate deceit. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I need to start traveling more.